The Echo Chamber, brought to you by The Homes Report and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers. Sponsored by The Bullet Group, putting you in tomorrow's conversations today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Echo Chamber podcast. This is Arun Sudarman. I'm in London this week, and joining the show for the first time is Ogilvy UK CEO Michael Froelich. Michael, welcome to the Echo Chamber. Hi, thank you. It's great to have you on. You are kind of newly ensconced as Ogilvy UK CEO, right? How long? Has yeah, it been? so it's uh, five months, which is new. Believe me, it's still new, but yeah, okay. five months. Right, and it's really interesting, I think, because um, as many of our listeners might know, before you took over Ogilvy UK, which is, of course, the whole Ogilvy group and includes advertising, digital, CRM, production, design, design, yep. design yeah. PR, yeah, before that, in your previous life, you were a PR person for many, many years. It is true. It I is was, true. yeah. So you ran Ogilvy PR um, in the UK and, and in India. Yep. Before that, you ran Resonate. Uh, yeah. Well, no, before that was Bell Pottinger, Bell Pottinger okay. Consumer, Bell Pottinger. Wasn't sure if you, you wanted to mention Bell Pottinger, uh, but okay. No, 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 no. Well, let's just get that out of the way for a minute then. So I'm, I just for the record, yeah. I've said it um, before. I am very proud of Bell Pottinger. Okay. Very proud of my time at Bell Pottinger. Good. What happened at the end was that sad was long and shame. Long after I'd gone, but I feel very bad for the lots of people that weren't mm-hmm. involved in it and who had to find new jobs. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, then before that was Resonate, mm-hmm. and before that was Bell Pottinger, mm-hmm. and before that was Shine. Well, Shine indeed. And mm-hmm. so when I met you first, I think you were at Resonate. Yep. Yeah. 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 So it's been quite a journey. Um, are you? By this point, five months in, are you bored with the whole PR person takes over ad agency narrative? Um, probably a little bit. I mean, a little bit. Um, because uh, somebody was going to take over mm-hmm. the agency. Um, it just happens to be, it is a PR person, but it mm-hmm. could have been a customer engagement person, it could have been an advertising person. Right. Um, and so it's not... Yeah. I am, I am a person who runs the agency rather than a PR person that runs the agency. I just happen, my specialism, my expertise and my experience, a lot of it is in PR. Mm. It's a slight difference. Yeah, no, I, I, I can totally see that. And I guess at this point, you probably don't want to be, I guess, pigeonholed as, oh yeah, that, that's the PR person that runs the ad agency. Yeah, funnily enough, uh, I was at a thing uh, only this week, and I was introduced as the UK CEO. Oh, he's a, he's a PR person. I was introduced to a, a head of comms of a business, and I yeah. just couldn't. I was like, I'm not just a PR person anymore. Yeah. I, I do lots of other things too. So yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a real person. So yeah, I mean, but, but having said that, mm. I am very proud of my expertise and where I come from. Yeah. Um, so and, and you know why. The narrative has taken hold is because it's unique. It's rare. I mean, you know, I don't know of any other people with your background in public relations who are running major 
uh, advertising or integrated yeah. marketing communications groups in yeah. the UK. That's fair, right? No, it is. It is absolutely fair. And I think it's, it's not just about the UK. I think globally, I mean, it's, it's not. It, it is a rarity. So, um, so equally, I am honoured to be, to be in the role um, uh, and having the job. Um, but it is a demonstration, reflection of what's happening in the industry. Mm-hmm. So it's not like five or ten years ago, which I think if this was the case, it really would be an oddity. Yeah. Um, but now PR has as much right as customer engagement, as consulting, as advertising, as design, as production. Mm-hmm. All of them there have a right to be at the top table. There is parity or becoming more and more parity between them all um, because clients just need their problems solved. Um, however, that solution, or wherever that solution may come from. And is that an argument that you feel is is accepted in the corridors of power in Adland? Uh, because there's always this view, I think, on the PR side of the fence that, yes, yes PR deserves a seat at the top table, but it's not getting it, and it's those mean people in the advertising industry that are kind, yeah. of, kind of shutting shutting us out. I think I think there's two sides. One is uh, no one can publicly say that it's a bad thing because um, because PR is is important in the world of comms. Um, there is another side to this, which is it isn't just about PR. It, it, there is a reality which is comes back to this parity point, which is. Whatever part of the marketing mix you're from, it is equally as important as everyone else. And that is a change. There is a hierarchy. Um, there has been a hierarchy which is changing. Right. Um, advertising was at the top of the hierarchy. Yeah. Absolutely. It's changing. Uh, mm-hmm. It's no longer at the top. And that's not, it's no disrespect to the advertising discipline. Yeah. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's just everything now is starting to get that parity and clients are. Um, just need need solutions to their problems. Where, so wherever it comes from, I, I know I keep on saying the same thing, but it, it's just it's just a, a truism. Yeah. Having said that, um, there are lots of clients who just need advertising. Great, and there's lots of clients who just need PR or just need customer experience or need UX design, and that's fine. That's fine. So there's all those opportunities still exist as well. Did you feel there was any resistance to you getting the job? Maybe from you know those creative types who maybe kind of balked at the idea of someone from the no, PR I, industry coming in? Not to my face. Um, <laughs> um, I don't. I genuinely, I don't think so. I think there was a there was a um, uh, because people didn't know me uh, in the industry or didn't in in that part of the industry. Um, the advertising industry, or internally, this is a big building with a lot of people in it. You know, only not everyone knew me, so there was more wariness about that. But that would have been anyone coming in. Um, I think the fact that I'm from a PR background, I think a lot of people actually celebrated, were excited about it in the ad and creative creative space. I remember saying uh, very early on to um, some of the creative community here, saying, "What's the one thing you'd like more of? What, what, what you know? What's, what are you missing?" And they all unanimously, everyone said, oh, you know, PR people, PR people, we, we just need, we, we want PR people, we want to learn from PR people. Yeah. At which point, of course, I said, you do realise nine floors up, there's kind of a couple of hundred PR people right. sitting there who we've now moved down um, yeah. to, to be more um, kind of integrated within the agency. So um, it was just a real example of actually everyone was very excited about PR kind of coming to the fore. Yeah. Um, 
and the fact that we actually had all those people hidden away yeah. on the ninth floor in their own space. So they were hidden away despite the fact that, you know, Ogilvy is, is conceptually at least, is kind of integrated entity. Well, absolutely. But when we moved into the building, mm. um, however many, three years ago, two, three years ago, whenever it was, yeah. um, and at that point I was... When we were planning the move, I was UK CEO of the PR business. So where it was located in the building was, I had just made that decision. Um, and I had put us in our own space, locked, not locked away, we didn't lock the door quite, but <laughs> our own space on the ninth floor, which was over VPR. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, we used to walk the, the corridors of the building, but we were separated out. Mm-hmm. So one of the first things I did when I then took on this role was to move the PR team down um, onto the first floor um, to just be within the belly of the business more, okay. um, as well as other moves. And there are more moves that are going to go on around the building. And so you said there was real interest from the creators, from the advertising side, to learn more about PR. What is it, do you think, about public relations that... They're so eager to learn about it, and why? Yeah, I think it's. Um, I think both can learn from each other, but but mm. but I think from advertising perspective, what what PR brings is the earned media, is the endorsement, is the speed, the agility, mm. um, um, and the shareability. So that's the 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 real fascination, and, and of course, as we've known forever, really important is about earning people's. Um, uh, earning their attention um, and particularly with social media is this fascination of how do you get a creative idea to go you know fly online or fly in the press and get everyone to talk about it to become part of the zeitgeist be culturally relevant and that's that's kind of what we as PR people we have to do every day we have to be aware of the context of the world constantly mm. whereas in advertising that wasn't necessarily the case mm. so I think it's that it's that's fascinating uh, fascinates advertising people I think the reverse so and what can PR people learn from um, advertising the creative craft is um, is the craft is the skill is how do you make things actually look look beautiful and work work really really hard so um, uh, I've been involved now, um, not just since taking on the role, but in the last kind of eighteen months with other roles I've had um, in creative development of ad campaigns and creative campaigns. And the minutiae of detail, the focus on uh, every part of a cr- the creative look and feel, and the the strategic kind of imperative behind it, the behaviours that 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 um, pushes is fascinating mm-hmm. so and you kind of go yeah you know we're really good PR people we're great and we, we get content going and we put out creative ideas and, and good looking stuff but it's nowhere near the has the craft qualities that advertising has so I think being able to mix the two um, is is brilliant um, it's an exciting place to be and then if you throw in media and paid behind it all now which of course for many years it was uh, that was a dirty word for PR people sure. I remember going back when it was the last resort when you couldn't get any coverage it was how about we do an advertorial because um, god forbid you should pay for anything yeah. but now you know putting paid particularly behind, behind social it's it works yeah. it's good it's what's needed and how important um, you mentioned speed and agility how important is that from a leadership perspective because I've often thought um, 
when I dealt with you, not, not only are you obviously really good at PR, but I thought you're really good at running a business. Mm. And I mean, was it, do you think the former or the latter that played a, a bigger role, I guess, in terms of you getting the top job at Ogilvy? Um, well, thank you for saying that I good at PR and run a business. Um, I, I think it was, uh, I think it was about running a business, um, ultimately. Um, I don't think it, it didn't, uh, I think it helped the fact that I came from um, a different discipline background than we've had before. I think that's a good thing. But um, they need a leader who has a track record of running businesses um, and winning business and understanding clients and running people. Um, and they put that trust in me and it's great and we'll, hopefully I'll make it work. But um, I think it is about leadership mm-hmm. first. Right. And within that context, how important is speed, I guess? Because running a PR agency, quite different to running an ad agency, I would have thought. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the, the speed bit and the agility bit, actually, it's, it's not about be it PR or advertising. It's about mm-hmm. scale. Um, this is right. a big business. Um, this is a really big business it, for, for, for agency life. Yeah, how many people? So um, it's in the thousands. Okay. Um, you know, so uh, it is a lot of people with a lot of interdependencies, with a huge amount of complexity around uh, Ogilvy London, EMEA, Global, WPP, yeah. the, whole, uh, the the integrated teams that you know, we have. So I know, well, I nearly so. said it. No, you just, I, I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> but the integrated teams that we have in the building and our responsibility over those. I run one of those teams as well. So that's kind of a, another part of the job over there. Um, so the complexities of that have been challenging and fascinating. And I think... Uh, one of the and I said we've known each other for decades and I am very much about getting things done getting things out the door the speed of it I have come to realise and comfortable with there are just certain things that it's just going to take a year to change it just will and that's not because it's advertising or PR it's because it's people it's about people um, and lots of people Mm. Okay, it might take more than a year it might take more than it might take more than a year. I think I'll look back. I think well I can look back now over the last five months and we have done a hell of a lot. Yeah. But I'll look back over the first year yeah. uh, and it it will it will be a complete transformation and stuff. So we, we will get there. You have done a lot though, right? You've restructured your whole senior team mm-hmm. in the five months. Why did you do that? Um, so we, we're restructuring the whole business to become one Ogilvy. We're in transition stage at the moment. So um, when I, I came in, that kind of we, we went through the leadership change, which had to happen first because then I had to get the... We had to define what the roles were because the roles in old Ogilvy were different. Um, there were CEOs, different operating companies. That all goes. That's all gone. Yeah. So I had to get a new leadership team in place in new roles. Mm. I had to do that quickly so then they, they could then take responsibility for their areas to develop them, um, mm. uh, which is happening now, um, through to transition. So we'll be through transition hopefully by the end of the year. Um, and then next year, from 2019, it's all about the transformation and transition in, in, um, uh, in corporate world. Transition, six months. Mm-hmm. Transformation, three to five years and that's the journey the journey one 
journey we're on. This is not far. So the other thing that, that's been fascinating for me over the last five five months is I've learned a hell of a lot about change management and organisational change. But from the leadership perspective, um, we are going from a business that was multiple operating companies with their own leadership, their own boards, their own governance. Where we will end up over time is one truly seamless business that's operating in one way and led in one kind of seamless way. Um, the, the, the journey from one to the other is huge. So I restructured the leadership team um, and that'll be part one. And there'll be more. It, it's going to continue to go. There will be more structuring. There'll be more faces that will appear, new people, new types of people as well as we go through the journey. So for any of our listeners that aren't aware, so the, the whole one over the uh, initiative is, is to dispense with the Ogilvy sub brands um, and just have, I guess, a, a truly integrated agency. That's that's the goal, which offers the full range. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. I, so they've gone. So the, so we refounded the agency uh, about a month ago. I think it was. Um, it was just before Can. It was just before Can. Yeah. Um, so there's a new new identity. It's called Ogilvy now. Everything's called Ogilvy, but it's not. It's not just about, so we are one fully integrated agency. We are now one business, one agency. We're a creative network that can offer all the different capabilities, either integrated or not. But having one, basically one PL, getting rid of the walls, the PL walls, uh, and those behaviors and structures that create silos and competition means that it's easy for our clients and our staff to navigate. That's the key because you can still be in Ogilvy as a person or a client and just do PR or have or be serviced by PR. Right. It doesn't have to be integrated. Mm. However, uh, as an individual, what it allows you to do and what, what we're promoting now more and more is you you don't have to leave a place, be it Ogilvy, wherever, after two, three years. And in the world that we live in now, that's the norm. Um, because of the, the uh, agility uh, across the piece is you can have five careers you can have five jobs sorry but one career at Ogilvy because you can move you can do PR and then if you want to try something else if you want to go into if, you, if you're PR and you, you are a strategic PR person you could then drift into strategy and work on a brand campaign and advertising and it's a different job, it's a different role. So it allows our people to develop and grow. And then equally for clients, it just makes it simpler. So from our existing clients at the moment, there are those clients who just don't care about any of this stuff. They don't care that we've rebranded and we're one over. They don't care. They get PR from us. They've always got PR from us. They'll continue to get PR from us. Great. Not interested. There are then those clients who aren't going to change but are interested because it's a, it's kind of an interesting topic. Um, lots of the industry of moving around and moving forward and, and stuff. So it's like, well, how are you doing it? And then there's a third set of clients who actually are interested because they believe their model needs to change. They need to be more integrated and they want to work with an agency that can marry the integration with them. So it's really about ease of usage, if you like, um, and being able to navigate. Yeah. So I guess the obvious question is, is there a risk in terms of those clients, I guess, that only want PR, that losing that kind of PR brand mm. means that perhaps Ogilvy is not considered by those clients. And it's not just in terms of PR. It's yeah, it's on the other as well. As well. 
is there a risk that Ogilvy then is not considered um, in that kind of subset, I guess? Yeah. And does that bother you? So most people mm-hmm. uh, refer to us as Ogilvy. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Um, now, as a business that believes the brands absolutely matter, and they do, um, what I'm about to say is a bit controversial and contradictory, right. which is that those the Ogilvy PR as a brand, it was important, but what was important was the work that we did and the people yeah, within the people, it. Yeah. That's what was important. Now, don't take it that I don't think brands don't matter because brands absolutely do matter, 100%. But in our world and our place, the Ogilvy was the brand. Ogilvy is the brand. The PR bit is, as I said, it's about the work, it's about the clients that we have and it's about the people and the strength of the people that we have and we have some brilliant people and brilliant clients and doing brilliant work so of course it is it is easy to easier in some ways to point to a, a, a above the door and go Oakley public relations live here so therefore we must do public relations we don't have that now we're just Ogilvy that has a huge PR machine inside yeah. it so the key I guess in that case is just making sure you have the best talent with yes. this discipline. Yeah. Now, have you seen any pushback? Uh, and again, just using PR as a, mm-hmm. an example, have you seen any pushback, let's say, from PR veterans, for example, who maybe are not so enamoured with all of this, don't really, are not really that keen on, on, on moving sideways into other areas, want to specialise yeah. in PR? No, actually. I mean, and, and you're, you're absolutely right. That could, of course, be a worry. But, but so far... No, we, we, we have a very high um, uh, retention, uh, particularly on a senior level, uh, on, if we use PR as an example. Um, yes, it is change. Yes, people's titles, some people's titles will be changing. Yes, I've moved everyone down from the ninth floor to the first floor in terms of PR, and they may move to the second floor. Uh, again, you know, there, there is change. Um, however, when I've been out to the industry, and this isn't just PR, but across the piece, and I've done a hell of a lot of networking since I've come into the role Um, senior people are fascinated and there are a lot of senior people across the industry who want to be a part of it because actually they've got to a stage in their careers where they don't want to run a PNL anymore they don't want to run people they want to run clients they want to do great work and they want to be part of something that's trying something new so one of the big bits of feedback that I've had is we don't know if this is going to be if this is going to work or not Mm -hmm. we're trying something new and that's the key is that what people are saying is at least you as an agency are doing what everyone else is talking about but you're actually doing it and you're the ones who are doing it to the greatest extent at the scale that you've got Um, and there are a lot of people who want to be a part of it Mm -hmm. okay so one of the the big questions you often hear and you would have heard this many times when when, um, you were leading PR agencies and so on is this idea that that somehow public relations can and should and lead brand building, uh, but it doesn't seem to happen mm. often. And I'm curious to know your views on that. Now that you're in this position, is that the wrong question that people are asking? Are they looking at it the wrong way? Yeah, I I, I think I do think it's maybe not the wrong question, but but I do think people look at brand building in a different through different lenses. Mm. And I think the, the maybe mistake or the confusion is what lens one is referring to when you talk about brand building. So um, PR builds brands, absolutely. It protects brands and it builds brands. However, um, 
brand advertising um, can give brands its soul uh, and its tone and its look and its feel and often it's amplified, can be amplified much bigger at a point in, in time. Brand design will give its brand identity. It's, I mean, they're different. Uh, media can build, um, can brand, will, does brand build as well, um, uh, as does the way you, you engage with customers and the, the, the way that you, um, yeah, the, you, the customer experience all the way through your funnel. That is all about brand building. Brand building is actually yeah. every part of it. So I think in old language, when people talk about brand building, they talk about advertising. Yeah, and actually, I think what they mean is the the idea, the big idea. Mm. The let's you know, this is the idea, and, yeah. and then everything cascades out. So, so then you're so, but then you're talking about the platform, which often comes from the DNA of a, of a brand. Um, that and that often then comes from where does that kind of start? It comes from uh, the strategists because of the insights and the research, which actually now then comes from the data and how the data is analysed. So you're going, it, it's just, it takes many people, it takes a village uh, to build a brand now. I mean, it really, really does. It's not just about the creative idea because the creative idea has to come from the data that you have about your customers. Sure. That, that makes good sense because I wanted to, my next question is actually about planning. You mentioned uh, previously in terms of what the PR industry can learn from Adland, you, you pointed mm. to the craft of creativity. I wanted to ask you about planning from your vantage point again, because we've seen moves by PR agencies to bring in planners. Mm. Um, but I wouldn't say they've been overwhelmingly successful in that endeavor. We've seen um, some generally bigger agencies bring in planners. It hasn't, it doesn't seem to work that well. They don't seem to have embedded them very successfully into their agencies. They haven't been able to charge for them. Seems yep. to be one of the yep. big complaints. How do you see it? Is there any point to planners in PR? Should that just be left to created agencies no no I think there's a massive point to planners and PR like I think there is in, in all the disciplines to have planning a strategy and planning uh, planners and planning in PR agencies I've done it as well so yes you're right but that's partly also down to the age of the PR agencies not understanding how it works okay. not having the right focus or um hoping that a strategist can come in and just do it. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the importance of it, though, is, is paramount. And one of the things in this environment, when we're all together, that we can learn is the purity of strategic planning um, and getting the insights, really understanding the data, the market, the context, the business... Um, and really honing that down into a clear, you know, clear, insightful briefings for the entire agency across the piece. It really does work. It makes a massive difference. And and I think I, I don't know why it hasn't really worked in PR. And, and I'm sure you know some people listen to this and go, "That's not right." It's worked in my agency, yeah. and, it, and it will have. Of course, it's worked. Sure. In some of course, yeah. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Um, but I also think the interesting why why it's it is important is it is the I think it's the um, the common language so when I've worked in integrated environments before um, and lots of us lots of people have worked in integrated teams when you have 15 different agencies with one client and you all come together in an integrated agency team and you fight 
and all the rest of it. Mm. The the voice that is the the um, the voice uh, across it all that works is the planning voice, is the strategy voice, because they are they are far more agnostic. Mm. Um, and an insight is an insight. Insight is an insight. You know how a consumer works or operates is how they operate. Yeah. So I think when it, when we look at why hasn't it worked, I think. I mean, maybe saying it hasn't worked is a little harsh, but it hasn't um, taken root to the extent where you see a lot of planners being deployed mm. um, at scale yeah. across PR agencies in the way they are in advertising yeah. agencies. And one of the big problems appears to be, and you know, coverage we've done this has focused on this issue, both from agency and client perspective. Clients often say they're paying for it elsewhere. Yeah. Yes, and, that, and that's true. I mean, that is that is, and that's. That is reflective of the language of planning and, and, and strategy is common. So an ad agency or an ad team can come up with creative insights or, or yeah. business insights. Then everyone else can use those. It doesn't matter if you're PR, customer engagement, digital, whatever. They can be used. So, so yeah, I think it is a fair, it is a fair point. Um, us bringing together our strategy community here in Togby, uh, all from all the different operating companies, is is brilliant um, it's early days yeah. but it means the power that we are getting behind that is great the other thing and this is slightly more more, more recently but it's about having access to the data yeah. so the other problem is and this is where, the, where it's important to have the media side to it as well mm. because media agencies tend to have more more yeah. data more access to more data um, is PR agencies just traditionally have have had no part of uh, no access to any data yeah. at all. Google Analytics, maybe, yeah. um, and that makes a massive difference. Um, that bigger agencies and media agencies in particular, I think, have more of. The other issue, presumably, is that planning from a PR perspective is different from planning from an advertising perspective. And I think this idea that you could just bring in an advertising planner to a PR. Um, context doesn't always work it's about the output it's about understanding what you're planning for mm-hmm. so if you are planning um, for uh, for a, an overall creative campaign idea for a business strategy then it's the same if you will then you then that needs to be translated by specialists into the different capability areas right. um, and there is a different flavour of advertising from advertising to PR, I mean, they just it's, that's because the output is different. So mm. therefore, the thinking has to be different. The starting place is the same. Yeah. It's how far down the line you you go um, with it, and then eventually, at some point, you've got to go. No, no, I need a specialist on that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Interesting. So, final question. Um, you obviously have all these part of WPP, and WPP. Does not have a CEO right now, or has an acting pair of COOs? COOs, joint COOs. That's not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So obviously, so Mark is gone. Does it matter? Um, from a day-to-day perspective, um, no. Uh, it's business as usual. I mean, we are Ogilvy. We're quite a beast in our own right. Um, we have a plan. We have a strategy. Um, we're, we're executing it. Um, we're keeping our clients happy and our people happy. That's, that's good. Um, does it have an impact from a long-term strategic view for, for Ogilvy and for WPP? Of course it does. Um, but we wait and see what happens. We do indeed. Mm. Michael, thank you very much. Thank you. For your time and hopefully we'll have you back on soon.
It's only taken you, what, a decade to get on this. Well, I'm always here. You're the one who hasn't invited me. (laughs) Touche. Thank you very much. You've been listening to The Echo Chamber. Brought to you by The Homes Report and produced by Marketeers. Sponsored by The Bullet Group. Putting you in tomorrow's conversations today. Today.